Hi, my name is Justin Merritt. I'm the co-author of Traction, a startup guide to getting customers, and you are listening to the App Guy Podcast. The App Guy Podcast. Straight from your host, Paul, the App Guy. Sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you for your enjoyment. The App Guy Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the App Guy podcast. It's me, your host, I'm Paul Kemp, and it's with great pleasure that I have a guest uh, today lined up. Uh, his name is Jordan Stolper. Jordan Stolper, and he's the CEO of StoryDesk. And I really urge you uh, go and visit the website storydesk.com. Beautiful uh, stuff that's going on there. Jordan, thanks for joining us on the App Guy podcast. It's great to be here, Paul. Terrific. Well, what gave you the, I guess, the inspiration to be? Uh, involved in the startup scene and uh, ultimately what led to StoryDesk? Yeah, uh, you know, uh, entrepreneurialism is in, is in my blood. My, my parents are entrepreneurs and most of the people in my family are. So, you know, I, I loved working for people uh, up until the point where they started telling me what time to show up in the morning and what to do. And so it became sort of an obvious thing of, you know, um, if, if I could find my own way, wouldn't that be a much more exciting way to, to move forward? Um, you know, the idea behind StoryDesk was um, the, the iPad uh, three or four years ago when we started StoryDesk was just coming out, and I was seeing different ways that people were experiencing content. It was uh, a break from the sort of linear uh, left-right uh, slideshow of the past. Uh, it was non-linear. It was interactive. It was just a whole new way to sort of interact with information. And so the inspiration behind StoryDesk was, you know, applying that sort of approach to business presentations, which is where a lot of people spend a lot of time and a lot of money. We had a previous guest on the show talking about the huge upsurge in uh, the appetite for newsstand and magazines on the iPad through newsstand. Perhaps you could tell us a little bit about how StoryDesk works and, and how you're able to appeal to the iPad generation. Sure. Uh, StoryDesk is an iPad presentation app. Essentially, it lets you, uh, starting from the device, uh, create interactive iPad presentations um, that are nonlinear and touch interactive and let you distribute these presentations uh, to a, a sales team of, of you know, anywhere between one to, uh, to infinite number. Um, and it's basically solving the problem of, you know, look, uh, if you're out in the field and you sell, uh, you want something that draws your audience into the pitch and you want something that really helps you simplify your story and convey it in a way that's emotionally compelling. Um, but you also need a way to edit and manage and make changes from, from the device. And so with StoryDesk, uh, unlike sort of you know, a lot of presentation software, uh, presentation apps, um, you know, all the edits and the creation is made from the device itself. Yeah, because, uh, you know, going back maybe just two years for me, I started uh, using Keynote uh, and found it incredibly useful. And so I'm guessing that uh, it, how, how does your um, app and the presentation software, how, how does it differ from that of Keynote? Yeah, uh, it's interactive. So whereas Keynote, you see things animate across the screen and they sort of flow and that's really nice. 
With StoryDesk, it requires the user to lean forward and touch and open and shut and pinch and tap and really participate in their learning. There's not a lean back experience. The second way is that it's non-linear, whereas Keynote lets you go left to right. Uh, that's wonderful. With StoryDesk, you can go left to right, up and down, and in and out. And so it's a, it's a much more sort of sophisticated way to convey the complexity of ideas without sort of getting lost along the way. Now we know a little bit about StoryDesk, what I would love to do is we have uh, the apps to tribe listening right now who are uh, a lot of us keen to start our own businesses, uh, to start our entrepreneurial journeys. Perhaps you can give us some guidance Jordan, on like what what does it take to start your own company? Obviously, a lot of us don't like the idea of being told what when to come into work and what to do. <laughs> so that could be the impetus. But what 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 steps do we need to take to practically make a change in our lives and do what you've done and start you know our own business? Um, that's an amazing question. I, I think the answer differs for for everyone. Um, ultimately, to create a business requires. Um, a market opportunity and capital and the technology to be able to to go after it. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of um, young app developers see the app as a business, and I think that the way that I would urge you to think about sort of starting a business is, you know, let's find the opportunity and then let's figure out what the right technology is to solve that problem. Um, and sometimes it's an app, and sometimes it's not an app. But you know, an app unto itself, unfortunately, does not does not really make a business, and the numbers bear that out. And so, what we've done with StoryDesk is really take a hard look at you know what businesses need, and you know the value of that problem, and of course the you know the cost of a solution, um, and made sure that you know, frankly, that there's enough money to come through that's going to you know support a team and 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 a growing business. Well, Jordan, you've hit on one of the biggest themes that has been throughout this 126 episodes of my show, which is don't create an app for the app's sake. It's actually solve a real genuine problem in the world and think about the problem behind what you're trying to do with the app. And and so many of us, and you, as you're right, so many of us, you know, uh, you just look at the um, the clones that come out from successful apps and people trying to copy, you know, already successful ideas. And we often neglect the the, the real underlying um, problem that's trying to be solved. And, uh, you know, obviously apps have a unique way of doing it, but it's just another platform to solve another human problem. Um, so, you know, we had recently a, a big chat about uh, launch and a lot of the founders that I've spoken to uh, do find launching a challenge, getting heard in this incredibly noisy world that we live in. You know, everyone shouting from the rooftops about their their apps and their, their business. Uh, did you have a particular launch strategy that you could uh, help us with, you know, and we could take guidance from any, any tips on uh, getting noticed and getting, uh, uh, getting out yeah. there? Which is that, you, you know, uh, product development is a series of launches. It's not just one. I mean, every time we push a release out, as far as I'm concerned, it is it is a launch. And so I stand at the rooftop and scream to all of our uh, potential prospects in the media about what it is we're doing. Um, you know, StoryDisc has launched probably, a, you know, has had probably seven or eight pivots in its lifetime and we push a new version of the app out every three to four weeks. And I think of those as all launch events. It's really, it's really a continuum of product development and customer acquisition. Um, 
launch suggests that there's this sort of come to Jesus moment where everybody gathers and waits for you to pull the, you know, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the sheet off of the crazy invention and then goes, ooh, ah, and starts throwing money at you. <laughs> that doesn't, that doesn't seem, I've never quite seen that happen. Um, You're giving me an what, idea what, for an app now. I, well, I think that's a fantastic idea for an app. What I have seen happen is that, you, you know, it's a journey of building awareness and trust of the brand and the product and people using it. People need to, need, need to hear about something 10, 15 times before they try it. And then they need to try it 10 or 15 times before it sticks. And so it's, it's really just a matter of, of playing a long game and um, realizing that the wins are going to be small and valuable and incremental over time rather than, you know, uh, one moment where everything just flips. It, doesn't you know that, that 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 can happen but that's luck it's not really a strategy well that is wonderful you know i'm thinking back and i honestly can't remember anyone giving us that that kind of guidance which is that every update is a launch event and of course you know given that we, we have so many apps now that fundamentally change the way they look we had uh, the founder of everest on recently and uh, they pivoted and changed the code completely and, and a lot of these apps that we get used to are, are going through lots of iterations. And of course, like each update, you're right, is a launch event. And, um, you know, so far in the past, I mean, it seemed to be the habit of just doing an update and saying these are bug fixes and uh, not really explaining too much about what you're actually improving. So um, what I'm learning from you, Jordan, is to, uh, you know, with, with updates to be very specific about what, what, what it is you're trying to improve and then try to, uh, as you say, shout about it and get sort of noticed from the media. Um, wh- how did you get in the media? What's the, any kind of tips there in terms of, um, you know, like, do, do you need personal relationships? Um, no, I don't think you do. I think you need a compelling story to tell to somebody who, is interested in your space. Um, so my strategy for going to the media has been, um, you know, finding reporters who, um, you know, have a, a demonstrated interest in our category or categories adjacent to it, following what they write, you know, tweeting at them, building a relationship with them um, before I ask for something. You know, sending them ideas, sending them pitches, um, you know, giving them tips. And then when we have something that, you know, we think might be interesting for them to write about, um, you know, you're not just, just coming in from the cold and saying, hey there, Mr. Reporter, why don't you write about us? Um, that that you know, is wonderful. That, what a great tip. So you're, you're, I'm guessing that you're doing a lot of this via social media as opposed to what meeting these people in per- person. Well, I, I do both. I mean, one of the, you know, we're based in New York City, which happens to have a lot of reporters, which is nice, but I don't, I don't think that that's necessary. But, you know, ultimately, it's, uh, it's like anything else in life. You need to nurture the relationship before you can expect to, um, you know, to ask a favor or to ask something or to, to expect somebody to care about you. So I would, again, play a long game, find six or eight reporters at you know various publications, you know not in tech. Honestly, those are those are you know there's, there is a pre uh, dispensation on the part of tech entrepreneurs to focus on the tech media. That is 
is, you know, is not always a hot idea unless you're really selling to the tech world. Uh, you know, depending on who your audience is, you know, go after the consumer media, go after the trade press. If you have an industry-specific app, then go after the, the blogs that cover that space. There's a lot less, there are a lot less people clamoring for attention from you know, XYZ industry than there are from the Wall Street Journal or the New York Times. Well, this is, this is powerful stuff, actually, because uh, you're giving us like, workable tips to go out. And, and you're right, you know, maybe we do get obsessed with the tech press, but you know, unless you're launching a new phone and your name's Apple, <laughs> you're not often going to get in there. But uh, uh, that, that's um, actionable things that we can do right now to, to help with launching our apps and our app updates. So we, you mentioned something at the start, Jordan, want to pick up on this, because I think this is where we also miss a lot of... Um, uh, ability to market ourselves is the power of story and wrapping what we have up into a story. What can you tell us about how powerful it is to uh, do what we do and try and kind of put it into a story? Um, you, you know, I, I think that that that's critical uh, if you want somebody to remember what it is you're doing and why they should care. Uh, technology unto itself is the most boring thing around. The solution about how it makes my life better or more interesting or somehow more fulfilling is the narrative that I can grab onto. Look at an Apple ad. You will almost never see a device in the actual ad. You'll see the result of that, which are these warm, fuzzy moments of people coming together and spending time and having a great you know, experience through photography or through music or whatever it is. Um, and and that's, that's what to focus on. It's, it's the, the benefits and um, you know, casting them in a narrative which people can identify with. So this is the App Guy podcast, Jordan. We love talking about apps. And, uh, you know, I'm wondering, with, you carry probably a smartphone, I'm guessing. Um, what what uh, one or two apps could you tell us about that maybe you think we've not come across that could actually help us with our lives? Um, that's a great question. Uh, there's one which I think is uh, worth looking at. And it's, you're going to think I'm incredibly boring and incredibly dull, but the Walgreens app, and Walgreens is a chain of drugstores here in the U.S., uh, is phenomenal. It allows you to scan a copy of your pill bottle for a prescription refill and then messages you on your device when the prescription is ready to pick up. Um, it's not sexy. It's not particularly... Um, you know, disruptive, but it's an example of functionality that really um, takes the promise of mobile and delivers it. It's immediate, it's local, it's with you all the time, it's incredibly convenient, and does a wonderful job of it. Um, the, the second app, which I think does, does a wonderful job, uh, is Yo!, and I say, I say that, <laughs> oh, I say come that, on. I say that, here's what, here's what I think it does. And I'm going to agree with you it, now. I think, yeah. I think it, I think it does an amazing job of totally taking the piss out of the entire app development community and putting something out there that's a complete joke and basically making fun of everyone 
for being obsessed with these sort of notional toy kind of apps. It's a giant wake-up call, and I think that that somebody's playing an amazing practical joke. <laughs> you know, it, it, well, how funny, because today I actually used it for the first time since I downloaded it. Um, right, you know, and, I, and how did yeah. it change your life? Um, but my wife knew I was picking up a coffee, that's for sure. And and to be fair, I, I did actually find it quite useful because it's, it's two taps. It's open, it's, it's open and then one tap, you know, so... Uh, yeah. Anyway, I mean, you're right. Uh, uh, the the joke is on me. <laughs> jo- well, no, look, I, I, it's you know, it goes both ways, right? I I think it's it's really novel and it's super lightweight, and that's that's great. Um, but it's you know, I think it's a practical joke. The third app, which I think does an amazing job, is Tempo Calendar app. Are you familiar with it? No, I'm not. No. Uh, so Tempo is uh, is an iPhone app. Um, or that you can integrate your Google Calendar into, um, and you know, does does a far better job than the native Apple calendars, which are really quite quite awful, um, and you know, really surfaces the uh, kind of a, an intelligent layer within your calendar to help you manage your day better. Uh, all the actions, whether it's joining a conference call or rescheduling or letting know somebody you're late are within one or two taps and it sends you a digest on a daily basis to remind you of people that you might need to follow up with. Uh, and as somebody who is in a sales driven organization, I find that really helpful. Well, that is good stuff. Now, the other thing we like to do on this show is that we, we do have uh, indie app developers listening to us and uh, we're always eager for good ideas. Uh, I'm just going to ask you straight out, do you, did you have an app idea that you're willing to share with us? Uh, something that you thought would be good, and and if not, then we've got another way of um, fleshing out a potential app idea from you. Um, well, let's try the other way. I mean, I've got a yeah. few, few things kicking, but I'm curious. <laughs> yeah, what, the, what, what, I'm, I'm curious what the side door is. Yeah, so, I was going to yeah, say you're you're a that. you're a serial entrepreneur. So when I ask most entrepreneurs, you know, it's kind of like, hey, that you know, we're working on this. And uh, but the other way is that um, we ask you about your uh, week or your month, you know, like as an entrepreneur, and some of the real pain points that, that you find in the things that you're going about your business. Um, because with pain points come solutions and things that we can do. So, so would you be able to think back to... Yeah, no, that's, yeah. this is a great question. And, and in fact, you've, you've been able, you very quickly surfaced the things that I've been thinking about. Uh, I do a lot of email, I do a lot of email follow-ups. Uh, and much of this is a repetitive task of uh, following up with people with very similar messages uh, and scheduling things. And when I think of the number of steps that are required to copy something from, you know, stickies, that's sort of a, you know, a generalized follow-up, you know, thanks for your time, what are our next steps kind of thing, and being able to insert that into an email, it's really annoying. Uh, and so I see huge opportunities building workflow solutions into email. And th- that started to happen with Gmail, but it's still very rudimentary. And for old timers like me, by old timer I'm 36. You know, I'm not crazy about using a web client for work email. Um, and so I'd be really excited to see uh, email functionality that surfaces the content layer of either um, you know my CRM, my LinkedIn all the things that I use on a daily basis and integrates them into email because right now email is just an island and it but it's you know 
and it's isolated from all of the other things that, that I do on a daily basis. And that's, that's really frustrating for me. Well, that is a golden nugget for any longtime listener of the show, because you'll know uh, a, a while back we interviewed the New York Times bestselling author, Mike McCallowitz, and he came up with exactly that same problem. And so there's, there's definitely a trend here. I find it every day that that's my problem in that I want to do a very quick templated reply. And I find myself opening my mail, mail app, opening uh, Google Docs, searching for those template replies that I uh, have uh, previously put in, copying, pasting across. Sometimes if I'm doing that, under, you know, it's just, it's just a painful process. <laughs> and uh, what Mike says is that we would love a, a button that when you click reply, it comes up with maybe some of the, the standard templates that you, you can customize, um, you know, sort of a, a list of 20 that you tend to send out. So, uh, and an integration, you've added that one layer further with integration with uh, uh, social media, uh, especially LinkedIn. Uh, that would be just terrific. So Apps to Tribe, there's your app project for today. And uh, if you can build that, you've definitely got two uh, willing participants who'll possibly pay one ninety nine for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and that's the other thing I would tell your app developers is don't feel confined to the app store for monetization. Um, I mean, what what we've done with StoryDesk, which has, has worked, and which I, I think is illustrative of the possibilities is using the app store as a lead generation and distribution channel you know get users get people using it get people trying it but collect those people's email addresses figure out who's using your your product and then approach them you know outside the context of the app store for uh, you know commercial engagements that uh, you know don't confine you to a 499 sale price um, because that's Look, you've got to sell a lot of apps at four ninety nine or even ten ninety nine a piece uh, to to pay your your mortgage and put your kids through college. Um, that, that that is almost like my aha moment you've just spoken about, which is that you know we could use uh, the app store as lead generation. Of course, you know we. Uh, someone who, uh, for example, would be a buyer of that app, you know, could p- potentially be. We could, you know, we could, well, we could monetize them in a lot of different ways, uh, just providing some great content, uh, content marketing, introducing other um, things that they may like, uh, doing affiliate deals and all that stuff uh, that can be done without uh, the uh, app store and, you know, the kind of, I guess, the problems that 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 entails. Well, no, it's, I mean, mean, it, it, it can, but, you know, use the app store for what, for what it is. It is it is good for, which is you know uh, an easy way to get your software on somebody's device. From a, from a commercial model, it's if you look at the the top ten or the top twenty apps uh, in any category, um, most of those are not standalone businesses. Most of those are products that are part of a larger product suite. Um, or this happens to be one, you know, one avenue or one channel. Um, so as your, your audience thinks about, you know, this killer app, um, I would, you know, again, just really urge them to think about um, how they can actually make money from it. And, you know, let's just get slightly specific there with um, getting the emails uh, from our users. And uh, I'm guessing that the, obviously the, the best way is getting them to set up an account. Uh, now, with that comes the problem of... Um, uh, converting 
the uh, yeah, the, and, and it will it will lower your conversion rate. But your you don't have an obli- as an, as a software developer, you don't have an obligation to provide your product for free to anyone who wishes to try it. You know, uh, there's a an implicit bargain, at least in my view, which is that if we're going to provide you a free version of of our software, which is you know, very sophisticated and incredibly difficult to develop, and a lot of work has gone into it. It is by no means a toy or you know a disposable product. Then, 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 in exchange for the free use of our product, we get your your email address. And if that is too much of an ask, then that's fine. You should probably find another product to use. Um, your if it's too much work for you to give us your email address, then it's going to be way too much work. For you to pay us, uh, I mean, we charge forty dollars a month for the use of our app per user. Uh, you're never going to pay it, so um, that, that's and that's okay. You don't you don't have to. Um, there are other apps that are free that do less that you should probably go after. Um, but again, if the goal is to build a sustainable business, then you know. And not everyone's going to be happy, and you're going to have some people are by definition going to be excluded uh, based on a certain price point. Yeah, you pick up on a good point there, which is um, monetizing the app. And uh, you know, we have got sort of as users of apps, we've got very used to getting used to something, you know, like some potentially wildly useful app, and then uh, the 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 company goes out of business, or they you know they, <laughs> right. they do an update which completely <laughs> radically changes it and try and monetize it, then. You know, most updates sneak through with just the um, bug updates that then completely radically uh, change the app and mm. monetize the hell out of it and put ads everywhere. And so, yeah, um, I think we're as users getting, especially the iPhone, we're getting used to the uh, the idea that we we do have to um, you know, treat treat these little apps as um, uh, valuable. You know, something that is worth um, at least our email. Uh, yeah, and that's good. I think that you're appealing there to the Appster tribe listening who are, uh, yeah, sometimes we do get a little bit downtrodden that we put so much effort, time, love into our apps and then we get, you know, the first re- array of um, one stars, two stars because it doesn't do this, it doesn't do that, it doesn't let you sign up with your Facebook account, whatever it may be. And, uh, you know, those reviews can be kind of disheartening. Um, so, so Jordan, we're getting towards the uh, end of our chat Uh you know, you are speaking with uh, indie app developers, entrepreneurs, people that really want to work in a startup. Um, for anyone who is looking to get into a startup, uh, what could you suggest as your parting thought? What, um, what, what any, any kind of tips there in terms of what it's like to work for a startup and, and getting involved? Um, my parting tips would be, you know, Either start your own company, and um, there's no kind of roadmap or template for that. That's um, you know that's why they call it entrepreneurship, basically, because you do have to kind of forge your own path. If you don't feel like you're ready for that, or you don't feel like that you know that that's that the timing is is right for you to do that, then I would find a few companies that you believe in. Um, and whose products you believe in become power users of that product, and then approach the CEO uh, or you know a senior member of that company with you know specific actionable uh, insights or suggestions or 
um, analysis, or some sort of value that you've created on your own that you think will be useful to them. Um, and they will listen to you. They will take the meeting and they will think that this is a smart, thoughtful, engaged, self-starting person because that's, that's ultimately what working in a startup requires is kind of not being told what to do or not needing to be told what to do. Somebody who can take the initiative to go after things, find opportunities, solve problems, um, and at the end of the day say, okay, this is what I've done and this is how I've moved the ball forward. Because there just isn't a layer of management and organization in most startups to be able to engage people in long-term planning and tightly manage everyone. And so what we look for, and I think this is a universal, is, is people who, um, who can get stuff done without, without being told what to do. And the fastest way to demonstrate that to somebody uh, who's hiring is to go and do something without having been told what to do and show up with... Uh, you know, with something in your pocket to offer that 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 manager, or that founder, or that CEO about how you can really uh, help help him and solve a problem he's dealing with. Well, Jordan, it just leaves me to thank you for this valuable content that you've been sharing with us today. And uh, how best can we reach out and connect with you? Sure, I'm on Twitter at Stolper S T O L P E R, uh, and that's the best way to reach me. Yeah. Um, well, Jordan, wonderful uh, to have you on the show. Uh, you're welcome back anytime. You've got f- full of ideas. Can't wait to know uh, what those other app ideas you've got brewing. <laughs> Maybe we'll get to see them uh, soon. Um, but in the meantime, it's been a real pleasure for me and uh, my audience. Thanks for having me on, Paul. That's great. Thanks a lot. It's been an honor. Bye. Appreciate it. All right, take Thank care. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Stay tuned for the next episode. If you want to be a guest on the show or suggest someone, then please send an email to info at onemob.com. The App Guy Podcast.